Be salt in yourselves and live in peace with one another. That's how today's gospel lesson ends. Thanks to Heidi for reading. And it's exactly the point Jesus is trying to make sure his disciples hear. I think he still wants us to hear it. Let's talk about pineapples first, however. So my wife Barb and I recently were on this 2,700-mile journey to, uh, in a cargo van, first to visit our younger son Michael in Atlanta to drop off furniture there. Then we drove northeast up to Washington, D.C., dropped off more furniture and stuff for our oldest son David there, and then drove back to Wisconsin. So by the time we got to D.C., we'd been on the road for a while. We were getting a little tired, and we took a little break, and we decided we would go see, you know, one of the tourist things in D.C. Now we've seen nearly all the tourist things in D.C., so David took us to a place that we hadn't really heard that much about, and we're glad he took us. He took us to the National Portrait Gallery. Interestingly, it was the third federal building built in the Capitol after the Capitol and the White House, and it originally was the U.S. Patent Office of all things. But it's now the National Portrait Gallery in which the portraits, the official portraits of all of the presidents are placed, as well as art of American artists uh, and their American art. So Barb and I uh, love Georgia O'Keeffe. Uh, we love the, the colors of her flowers and her clouds. Uh, they're so evocative and provocative. It's amazing she created all that stuff when she did. Uh, interestingly, as far as we could tell, there was only one Georgia O'Keeffe in the National Portrait Gallery. And of all things, it was a landscape of Hawaii. And we were a little puzzled by that. Of course, we read the story that went with it. Here's the story. So sometime in the 1920s, the Dole Company is, is trying to introduce pineapples to the United States, but most people had never even seen a pineapple. So of all people, they, they enlist the somewhat iconoclastic Georgia O'Keeffe to draw a pineapple for them to use in their marketing, and they actually put her on a boat to Hawaii so she can draw it in Hawaii. Now, imagine sending an artist like Georgia O'Keeffe to Hawaii, and she gets there and suddenly is surrounded by something she's never seen before, tropical flowers, mountains, and oceans, and, and color beyond almost imagination. It, it, her, her, her artistic brain must have just gone crazy. And within a couple of months, she produces 20 amazing uh, pieces of art based in Hawaii. She comes back and shows this all to the Dole people. How many pineapples had she drawn in those three months? Absolutely zero. What the Dole people wanted was exactly what she hadn't done. And so they end up then shipping her to New York City, shipping a pineapple 4,900 miles from Honolulu to New York so that she could draw the pineapple there. That has a little something to do with today's gospel lesson, as does the great biblical story of Eldad and Medad, which I will now quickly summarize for you. This, is, this would have been today's first lesson if we had read it in the service. Near the end of his career, Moses is getting a little tired. He, he gives part of his spirit and he trains 70 elders amongst the people so that they can carry the leadership load. And they prophesy, they share that spirit one time in the camp of the people, then they stop. Silence. They don't do anymore. All of a sudden, number two in command, Joshua, notices that two guys who hadn't been trained by Moses, named Eldad and Medad, they're in the middle of the camp, they're prophesying, they're sharing spiritual leadership, 
And, and how does Joshua fear about this? He apparently is threatened and jealous. And he goes to Moses and says, you've got to stop Eldad and Medad. And you can, you can feel literally Moses kind of chuckling at Joshua. And what he says to him literally is, are you jealous on my account? Would that everybody were like Eldad and Medad and prophesied in the camp of the people? Moses was delighted that somebody was actually doing the work that needed to be done. This now gets us to today's gospel lesson, where the disciple John, my namesake, who usually looks pretty good in the gospels, does not look so good in today's gospel lesson because he and the other disciples have noticed this guy who hasn't apparently been trained by Jesus and isn't one of the 12. He's out there casting out demons in Jesus' name. And John, on behalf of the disciples, comes to Jesus and kind of like Joshua had done with Moses and says, Jesus, you've got to stop this guy. And Jesus apparently kind of looks at John and says, uh, you know, anybody who's casting out demons in my name is, is not likely to speak badly of me. If, if they're not against us, they're for us. In other words, oh, John, love you, but I'm not going to stop him. And, and then Jesus kind of goes on and, and reminds John and the other disciples, you know, if, if you do something as small as share a, a, a cup of cold water with somebody in need, and, and do it in my name, it's, it's a blessing for all concerned. By the way, disciples, have, have you done that lately? Have, maybe you haven't been throwing out any demons, but have you even shared a cold cup of water? And, and now Jesus is on a roll. And, and, and then he says, actually, have you done any spiritual work on yourself lately? Because like, there's, a, there's a lot of sin out there, Jesus says. And like, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. Eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Jesus is a, is a great rabbi. He, he knows how to use hyperbole and exaggeration really well. He is not expecting any of us to cut off our hands. But he is challenging the disciples a little bit by saying, first, you know, don't worry about somebody else's business. Chances are, if somebody's out there doing something in my name, it, it's a good thing. If they're not against us, they're for us. And you, oh, my people, my disciples, do the little things, share a cup of cold water, and then also do the hard things. Be willing to get your hands dirty and do your own spiritual work because we all have plenty of work to do. There's plenty of sin in each one of us. Work on rooting that out. Get rid of the parts of you uh, that make you a worse person so that you can be, my people, salt to the earth. Have salt in yourself, Jesus concludes. And then, live at peace with one another. So at the National Portrait Gallery, there are always uh, moving exhibits, and one of the ones that was there when we were there was one by the Korean artist Hun Lee. And, and her uh, approach to art is interesting in that she takes largely black and white photographs uh, that are iconic and well-known, and then recasts them in full color, in a sense to give life to moments that at some level perhaps depicted something uh, that was difficult and hard. And, and so the very first one you see when you walk into the exhibit uh, was uh, hopefully one that's on your, your screen right now, which is this iconic picture in black and white from our country in the 1930s of a mother and her children during the depression in this country and the hardship they faced as refugees in their own country. Um, most of Hun Lee's uh, work is of refugees. 
because her own experience uh, was as a refugee early in her life. Her family had fled during the Korean War from the north to the south in the winter, a time of uh, death and deprivation and hardship. And in the, in the side cap to uh, uh, some of the work she did of her own Korean uh, photography, one of the things she says is that uh, she would never forget a night she had cuddled to stay warm with her mother. And she asked her mother something that night. And what she asked her was, would, would you do that? And what she was referring to was that day they had walked past a baby who was crying beside the road. And no one had picked the baby up. And the, and the word that spread through the refugees as they headed south in the cold was that the mom of this child had wrapped the child uh, left the child by the road hoping someone would pick it up and then the mom herself had walked into a nearby river and had drowned herself. So great was her despair and pain. And as, as vivid as that image is in hearing it and thinking about it, what was even more vivid for Hun Lee was that she had asked her mom, would you do that? Would you, would you leave me? And her mom had not answered for a long time. And then finally she answered, I don't know. And for Lee, that, that, that stayed with her forever, the awareness of how great suffering and pain and fear and displacement can be for us in our human lives. And so perhaps she rightly would challenge us, as, as Jesus would, have you given anybody a cold cup of water lately? Have, have you done any spiritual work on yourself lately? When you go to the National Portrait Gallery, maybe the most striking physical feature of the place is that it, it was a, the center of it is a lot, was originally a large outdoor quadrangle. And, and now it's been covered with a beautiful glass or plastic atrium type ceiling. So it's this enormous indoor space that, that pretty much only uh, people who live there know about. And so they, they read there or they talk in whispers there, kind of like a, like a library, this enormous space. And yet it functions as this sort of sanctuary. Um, I imagine it's the sort of place any of us would like to be were we to have a real-life conversation with Jesus. And, and the thing is, of course, we always should bring everything and anything to him. And, and he, of course, uh, absorbs that, hears that, cares about it, listens to it. But we should not be surprised that maybe every once in a while we might get the, the treatment that the Dole Company got long ago from George O'Keefe. In other words, we come to him and, and pour something out to him, what, what we need and want, and, and in response we get nothing that we were expecting. And instead we get what the disciples got, which is a reminder that there are allies all over the place out there, that our job is to be bridge builders. If they're not against you, they're actually for you. And we would be reminded of the simple things in life. Sometimes it's just a cold cup of water. And then we would also be reminded of the hardest things in life, of, of getting your hands dirty. And, and working on the part of yourself that is a source of hurt and sin for you and for others so that you and I might be freed to be salt in ourselves and peace to each other. These are the things that maybe 
you can only work on in some sort of sanctuary. And Jesus, perhaps, is the only one who has permission to challenge you and I because we, too, suffer and experience pain and we bring it to him. He alone, perhaps, has the right sense of timing to know when to hear it and support it and other times when to push back against it and to challenge us. For the week ahead, maybe you'll have a chance to share a cold glass of water with someone, whatever that might actually look like. Perhaps in the week ahead you will be given the energy or you will find the energy or you will be surprised by the energy to work on something within yourself that needs work and to let go of something in the lives of others that you've tried to hang on to or control. But that's, that's not your deal. Working on your own stuff is your deal. And, and perhaps that will be hard. But I would suspect that in the midst of all of that, uh, Jesus may show up and he might remind you of the spiritual lineage that you're a part of, Eldad and Medad, more than capable of prophesying, of being a person of good news. And he might even give you a little bit of a hard time and say, where's that pineapple I've been waiting for you to draw? And you'll laugh because you'll recognize that he's right. And you'll say back to him with a little bit of humor yourself, I'm on it. I'll do for you, Jesus, what I should have done to begin with.